Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let me say something about him. Uh There were 106 players in uniform for that game. Mm -hmm. Of them, by far, the one who played the best was Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. We focus more on the one bad play Josh Allen makes every week than the 60 that almost no one else in history possibly could. His team would be so bad if they didn't ask him to do absolutely everything. He is the most unfairly judged player in the NFL. And a quick final thought, and I'll give it to you. They're playing the Chiefs this weekend. If he had wound up on Kansas City with with Andy Reid and those guys, Uh we'd be talking about him as being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Whoa. Not expect that little drop at the end. That's Mike Greenberg going off on a get up, I guess, in the last 20 minutes or so on Josh Allen. It was weird that all the ESPN shows decided to take a swing at Allen for the first time in months after what I thought was his best game of the year. He threw one one bad, as kind of Greenberg said, he threw a bad pick against the Eagles, and otherwise he literally lifted that whole offense on his shoulders and carried them to 34 points. Maybe it should have been more. I don't know. Um, that last part, listen, I am uh, I am one that likes to point to the Bills and their infrastructure around Allen as well, but um, I don't know about that last part of it. 803-0550 is the phone number. We will get to Josh Klingler here on the Western Hotline in one moment from Kansas City. Sal had to step aside to the Bills media room, as uh, you probably know by now, Brandon Bean is meeting with the media, and he did confirm that Von Miller is with the team today, has not yet been placed in the commissioner's exempt list, um, and is available at this point to play this Sunday. So we'll uh, we'll hear his comments, though, in full uh, coming up a little bit later this hour. Let's go to the Western Hotline. Josh Klingler from 610 in Kansas City. Josh, Sale had to step away. I'm sure you understand. It's the, uh, the nature of the beast. Yeah, I'm, I'm still questioning, so is, is Mike Greenberg, like, <laughs> blaming everybody else then like, i yeah the, i don't the bills have failed josh allen is that what is that where he's going then I don't, I don't really know what he's doing there i mean i think he's just you know yelling at everybody for blasting allen maybe too much yeah. um so i don't know and by the way on that last part of it like i've actually kind of made a similar point before about but usually it's about the chiefs and what they've done for mahomes i mean hill and kelsey and it usually becomes an offensive coach versus defensive coach conversation because of Andy Reid. Sure. Um, but that's not necessarily – we can maybe start here with you, Josh. It's not necessarily maybe the the case this year, right? Like Mahomes is overcoming some holes around him to, to produce. Yeah, absolutely. And I think any quarterback would be great with Andy Reid. You know what I mean? Like I don't – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you put you put Andy Reid with a quarterback, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a nice little scenario. It's been a great scenario here. I think it's definitely benefited Patrick Mahomes. So – uh, but, yeah, this year's been interesting because I think they banked uh, quite a bit on young receivers developing or guys heading into their second year in this offense developing. 
And there was a big call from a lot of fans during the offseason, go get a name at wide receiver. They're, they're, uh, they need to get DeAndre Hopkins. They need to trade for something. Get get a name. And, and the Chiefs didn't. And I think they banked on, you know, guys taking the next step, guys that uh, rookie in, in Sky Moore a season ago getting into year two, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling in year two of the Chiefs offense and being more comfortable. Um, it turns out the best, best of the group has been Rashi Rice, a, yeah. a rookie. Uh, but there's so many opportunities for wide receivers to go and get theirs. And, and there, there are catches to be made, there are plays to be made, and, and no one has stepped to the table. That's been the frustrating part. So they probably overvalued uh, the ability for, for guys in year two. I'll throw, um, uh, I'll throw Justin Watson in there, too, in mm-hmm. year two to uh, to take the next step and really nobody has now you still have travis kelsey he's still performing at a ridiculously high level uh rashi rice the rookie has had been allowed to us to a certain extent have a rookie season and has had a nice rookie season mm-hmm. uh, but they really haven't had that pop of like this looks like a a dead-on passing game now they have the best defense that patrick mahomes has had uh in his tenure and they're really good up until I don't even want to say up until the last two weeks. They've, they've shown a few warts the last couple weeks early in games and then kind of righted the ship. But defense has been playing great. Um, it's allowed the offense to come a lot. It's just, it's just the script is backwards than it's been. And yeah. believe me, people in Kansas City, fans in Kansas City, you still can't like wrap their, their heads around it. Like They're 8-4. The, uh, the rest of the AFC, a lot of the rest of the AFC is in shambles. The contenders we thought were going to be contenders aren't exactly there. And your problems are your problems, but the great picture is everything's pretty okay compared to most. Right. I was going to say, like, it, it, the problems compared to four backup quarterbacks among the seven playoff teams, and the Bills aren't even one of the seven playoff teams, so got their own issues here. Um, right. I do like Rice. I like Rice a lot. Just uh, knowingly having a bunch of dynasty fantasy shares of him, that looks like that's going to be really good in the future. It almost feels like they are, right, like, in the past, they've been Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill, you know, with last year withstanding, and those three and Reed, like they're just they're they are going to outscore you every time they need to, every time they'll be capable of doing it. And this year, like you mentioned, the defense are, are they run are they kind of leaning into their ground game more than they ever have? Also with Pacheco, not to not to the satisfaction of most involved. Andy Reid's history is throwing the football around the yard. You have Patrick Mahomes throwing the football around the yard. Like, how many times do you really want to go away from that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but uh, can they more effectively use their run game at times? Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've, I've been in that, that camp as well. I'm like, uh, run, run, run. But then I, the counterattack is, well, you're taking the ball to Patrick Mahomes' hands when you run. And Patrick's pretty magical most times. But uh, I don't know if they've leaned into it more, but I think you see it be – uh, a, a, a more effective part of their offense. And they, they do talk a good game in that regard to say, hey, when when we're balanced, we're better. Uh, I don't know if they fully believe it or fully commit to it. Hmm. I mean, it's Andy Reid in the West Coast offense still at the end of the day. So uh, it's it's been a little – it's just been a little bit different. The defense has, has, has carried them for a, for a number of games, and everybody's waiting to see, oh, can this offense score, you know, 35, 40 a game? Not really. It doesn't look like that that's – that type of offense anymore. So yeah, it has to be a little bit more lean on your defense, uh, get a little more efficient offensively, and uh, you'll figure it out at some point in time. But 
you know, the, the clock keeps ticking a little bit. It's just going to look different. I mean, you look at the numbers, though, and you're like, okay, you got a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. What's, what's everybody worried about? It's All just right. looked a little bit different because, as you mentioned, uh, for a while it looked like everybody suspected, well, you got to try to outscore the Chiefs. Uh, that's not quite the the dynamic anymore. All right? No, I've used them in the I've used past Chiefs teams. Um, their first Super Bowl team, maybe it was, where they were twenty second on defense. As an example of, hey guys, the Bills defense isn't as good this year, but if your offense is number one, two, or three, like you can yeah. still you can overcome that. And the Chiefs do look more well; they look more balanced at least um, between the two this than, year, than ever. Joe, this year maybe different, right? I mean, right. It's, it's like suddenly a different NFL where it's like. Well, not all the most of the offenses aren't higher high wire acts, and we're seeing defenses kind of swing a little bit and you know stop everybody other than the Eagles on fourth and one. Um, you know, it's just, I think defenses have have really risen to the occasion this year, and I don't know if they've fully caught up to the offenses or anything, but it it's I look around the rest of the NFL and I'm like, yeah, there are a lot of teams playing some pretty good defense right now, and maybe they are catching some of these offenses at the moment. Yep. Extra point show. Sal Capaccio had to step away for a few moments of the Bills media room. Jody Biasi joined by Josh Klingler, uh, 610 Sports Radio, Kansas City on the West Her Hotline. Uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about just referencing how the defense is improved. What what specifically is it that's kind of drove the the improvement on that side of the ball? Uh, their two corners have been uh, outstanding. Legereus Sneed um, has basically, and I'm guessing he'll get, a good majority of the time on digs this weekend, they've pretty much said, "Hey, you go get the number one, and uh, and 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 lock that guy down." And he's pretty much taken names all season long. He's been very very good. And then uh, second year corner Trent McDuffie has been uh, unbelievable. Uh, they'll use him obviously to cover number ones at times too. They don't mind handing you know handing guys off to him if you if you move Snead or send Snead on a the blitz. They take the two corners and they interchangeably we'll, we'll send them at the quarterback, which has been effective. And then, uh, you know, their rotation up front of, of defensive uh, linemen has been very, very good. Chris Jones uh, continues to be um, obviously the guy that gets the, the most attention. George Karloftis is in his second year, another uh, drafted. They, used, they spent a lot of draft. You think of the Chiefs offense, 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 but they have spent a lot of their last few drafts on the defensive side of the football. Karloftis is an example of that. Um, he leads the, the the team in sacks, and and they've pushed a lot of right buttons under defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo as well for for a good portion of this year. Where um, whatever he has tried from uh, disguising uh, blitzes and where pressure is coming from to uh, using defensive linemen on the inside and outside and really mixing up kind of personnel, a lot of the buttons they pushed defensively ha- have worked, and uh, they've been in sync for the most part all season. The last couple of games, they've given up. Um, uh, points to start the game and kind of mm-hmm. as the offense has kind of sputtered it's it, it's it's uh kind of put them in a hole but but largely you know you can't last week is the first time anybody scored over 24 against them and it was 27 last week by the packers and mm-hmm. and that's their low watermark and the rest of the year they've been they've been pretty outstanding and stunningly they did that with uh with taylor swift in attendance because they they always yeah, they always seem to play yeah, great when she's there yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I guess I guess that's out the window now. Um, yeah, or, or maybe it just can't be perfect. Uh, even when the uh, Time Magazine Person of the Year right. uh, is in <laughs> is in your your fandom, uh, Kansas City's claiming this, by the way, as well. I mean, why not today? You're like, oh, that homegrown girl, of course, Taylor Swift winning the Time Magazine 
Uh, that's been a just, that, that's been a whole nother yeah. bizarre dynamic of, of of this season. I, the Chiefs were pretty rock star ish by themselves for a couple of years. Uh, this has taken it to a whole new level. It's been yeah. terrifically odd along the way. I'm, I'm sure it's been odd. It's perfectly reasonable though, right? Like most yeah. famous person in the world, and you know <laughs> she's in, now she's at the games and she's coming yeah. to Kansas City all the time. And hey, she's going to Green Bay in December. Like, it's a pretty good story. Meanwhile, like, Philadelphia radio stations I'm seeing are, like, boycotting her music, which to me, like, you know, it's just kind of weird behavior. It's just two people being happy. You you don't want to look at it? Just look away. Yeah, that and, you know, uh, for the first time uh, I've seen, you know, paparazzi following us on the team bus. You know what I mean? Like, it's been... It's been, you know, New York specifically. I mean, they were like jumping out of the bush, literally jumping out of the bushes when the when the bus rolled up. So uh, having a few extra paparazzi and a you know a story, uh, hmm. I say a story a day, but that may be a little bit light. So a story uh, uh, every six to twelve hours on page six of the New York Post. Yeah, um, it's been a little bit different. Yeah. How how important is this game for for the Chiefs? Like, I mean, knowing knowing that they're they're cruising through their division, um, like normal, like they should be completely fine there. So it's one seed, right? Like they're they're trailing the Dolphins, but they're still right there. And then the other po- point I've thought about Josh is, man, like the two teams that have, I think I'm I think it's fair to say this that have given the Chiefs the most trouble. The Bills and the the Bengals. I mean, the right. Bengals. I know Browning looked good, but feels like they're dead at least for the Super Bowl, and so they're out. And man, the Chiefs win this game. Like, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm like the bulletin board material this week might be, hey guys, Bengals are already done, and we can pretty much put a nail in the coffin on the Bills too if we win this game. And they have the Bengals later, so like this is your opportunity to knock out who everybody believed were the two the two teams that would give you the most, you know, the two teams you're worried about in the preseason before the season, undoubtedly bills and, and, and Bengals. So the opportunity to get them head to head here late, keep yourselves in the mix for a number. I don't think they'll talk about that dynamic. Mm-hmm. That's not Andy Reeds. He's kind of like the game is the game kind of guy, but I, I, he knows what, what his players are thinking too. And I think the players got to be thinking that as well too. Can you knock out the bills? Can you put, can you knock out the bills and you don't have to worry about them later? Can you knock out the Bengals in a, in a few weeks if they're still uh, clinging to, to to possible hope? I think those have to be uh, in the in the back of your mind if you're a player because we we all know who who the favorites were. Uh, it hasn't quite worked out that way, but to to be able to to have a say in that it won't it won't be said by Andy Reid. No, right, that. yeah, that, that won't come up. But but yeah, I think I think yeah, you want to continue to stack AFC wins as well. Those are. You know, those tiebreaker scenarios a little bit later if you get into one of those uh, dynamics. They have the head-to-head over the Dolphins. They have the head-to-head over the, the Jaguars. Uh, you know, a uh, handful of their mm-hmm. losses now, three of their losses now come from the NFC side. But those AFC victories are, are also important, and this one will be as well. Right, certainly more of a talking point for fans than uh, than yeah. for Reed, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sal Capaccio re-entering the conversation now. Hi, Sal. Hi, Josh. How are you? Hi, Joe. Hi, Josh. How are you guys? I'm terrific, Sal. Good to good to hear your voice. All right, 
Yeah, you too. Well, listen, thanks for that. I had to step over to the Bills media room. I'll give you guys both an update here what's going on because obviously it pertains to this game and everything that's happening uh, down here at One Bills Drive. So uh, I, I was stepped over to um, the media room because we were made aware that Brandon Bean, Bills GM, was going to speak about the Von Miller situation. Um, and so everybody knows, and you can obviously relay this to your Kansas City audience, Von Miller is with the Bills. He is available to play on Sunday. Uh, the Bills are going to let the legal process play out. They are going to let the investigation play out and let the league lead that investigation. Brandon Bean said um, from all the information that they have, they are comfortable with that situation and having Von here. Um, and they will uh, then take their cues from the league. And as far as they are aware, as of right now, there's not going to be any commissioner's exempt list or anything that's going to prevent Von Miller from playing this Sunday. So obviously that's the news here from One Bills Drive. But obviously it impacts this game itself as well. Uh, so everybody is, is aware of that. But Brandon Bean just spoke. And we're going to carry that and those comments um, after we're done with Josh here on WGR Sports Radio 550. So we'll bring that to you. But um, obviously um, not – not uh, and, and just to shift this even on the field, Josh, not the season Bills fans – thought they'd be getting from Von Miller even when he returned. He just hasn't made a, an impact. And, you know, you, you think about his injury, you think about, you know, the age he has. He, I think he has one tackle since, since returning. Yep. But he's still a guy that you never know when he's going to make that one play to change a game. Well, and we know his history uh, here in Kansas City with the Chiefs, right? I mean, this is a game he'd be up for. He, he's, he faced them twice a year for a long time. Had, didn't have great success mm-hmm. in his Denver, you know. So it's like one of those, like, well, you know he's going to be fired up to play in this game if he could put, you know, whatever may be, um, whatever may be going through his head off the field uh, out of play. He's a, he's a force to be dealt with for sure. I would think guys as well by – And obviously – On Wednesday. Uh, yeah, go I ahead. I would think if, if, the league, if the league was going to step in and say, no, he can't, they probably would have already made the decision, right? I mean – I would think I think, I think so. so. And Brandon Bean gave the indication that that is not going to happen at this point unless there's something that turns for them. I specifically asked Brandon, what is your process with, you know, the coordination with the league and with the, the Dallas PD? You know, how does that all work with the communication? And he said it's not every day, but it's pretty regular. Uh, they, they, they talk to each other. They, you know, share information. The league lets them know. And he goes, look, obviously the Dallas Police Department doesn't care about the Buffalo Bills. They're going to do their thing. They're yeah, going to yeah. do what they have to do on their end. And if there's something there, they're going to let, you know, they're going to make sure that happens and the league will know. And from that point, the league will also, you know, let the Bills know what the situation is. But as of right now, the bottom line is Von Miller is here. He's practicing today. He's available to play on Sunday. The Buffalo Bills say they are comfortable with that, knowing the information they know and the information they have and the conversations they've had uh, with Von Miller. But, um, you know, obviously it's something Sean McDermott, I I don't expect he's going to address this because Brandon Bean did. I'm not sure how it works there in Kansas City. It's an organization I have a lot of respect for and how they operate, Josh. Uh, but, you know, the Bills made Brandon Bean available today, I think, to make sure that they could just get you know this out there and talk about it. And then that way, when Sean McDermott speaks at noon, he doesn't have to address it, if that makes sense. Yep. No, no, that's exactly it. Andy Reid will say, uh, you know, Refuge has got this. You know, he, he talked to you about this and then it's on to whatever's there. So, yeah, similar M.O., I think we have a similar MO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Um, on Andy Reid, I, I just saw the stat the other day that he is now the winningest coach for the, both the Eagles and the Chiefs. It's quite amazing. I went back and looked, and I did a little research on when Andy Reid was hired by the Chiefs, 2013, I believe that was, right? Josh, mm-hmm. 10 years mm-hmm. now he's been yep. in 2013. Yep. And it was interesting, some of the comments. And obviously not everybody's going to be. It's, it's like one of those old takes exposed things, right? Like there was, a, there was an article from Bleacher Report saying how horrible of a hire it was. He wasn't the right man for the job. Now he's been 10 years. Go back and think about what it was like in 2013 when he hired him. What was the thought in Kansas City about Andy Reid and where he could take this organization? 
I, I think I think with I don't want to say skepticism, but maybe a little bit like, you know, did he need a break from Philadelphia? Was it over in Philadelphia? And did he need a like a and then decide I'm going to come back and coach? Uh, was it the right you know was it the right move to hire a guy who's flying out the door of one place into another? Um, could he recreate that thing? Obviously, the uh, I think the stat at that time too was you know uh, you know uh, a coach at another franchise who'd been in a super uh, had been in a Super Bowl you know like repeating getting to a Super Bowl with a second franchise I guess is what I'm saying. Those stats are never very good, you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah, we know he's been to the Super Bowl, but he hasn't won it. So why would you think he's going to win it? I think there were some of those. And then when you look back, I mean, he was clearly the best candidate during that that tenure and the best possible hire you you could have made. They're the ones that met with him face to face and had the assurances of, okay, you're ready to do this after this long tenure in Philadelphia. I think looking back now, though, the real surprise is I thought it'd be like maybe five years. Like to see him still going now and and really being no no sense right. that it's going to end anytime soon. I think it's the biggest surprise. Like, and plus he, you know, if you you win a Super Bowl, let alone two, you're like oh, your legacy's sealed. Uh, but he's a guy that still very much loves the game and loves being around and coaching. And so now it's like, hey, just hey, you stay as long as you want. I just really thought it was going to be a short a short term window. You hoped you were going to get a mm-hmm. quick success and then maybe uh, maybe a handoff, but. To, to be 10 years in and no signs of slowing down, I think it's the biggest surprise. Yeah, I don't even want to really jinx it, but like I thought, I've had that thought about both Reed and Kelsey. Because um, I've heard, we've had guests on, maybe even you've said this about Kelsey, where like we'll never really see him get bad. Like one day he'll just kind of walk away and be like, I'm done. Um, yeah. And Reed may be the same thing. I'm I kind of I'm hesitant though to just be like man one of these days guys they're not going to have Reed and Kelsey one of these days because we did that with Brady and Belichick for 25 years and we might have jinxed it into Brady playing until he was like 60. Yeah. Now the the talk around here now delving back into Joe the the Taylor Swift discussion right now it's well yeah I mean, he's got. He's got oh. his, his life in front of him now. He's got, <laughs> right? He can yeah. do whatever he wants when he wants to walk out the game. And, and then he, he just did float out in, a, in an interview that, you know, he's dealt with more injuries than probably we have all known and more surgeries than we have all known. And, and so now it's like, well, uh, whoa, maybe this is it. Are we going to, what are we going to do? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, everybody, just don't worry about it. Like, go win the Super Bowl. And if he walks, he walks. You know what I mean? Like, we'll right. figure it out. Really? He has to then she'll write a song about it. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. yeah. If, you have, if, if he walks, if they win the Super Bowl again, <laughs> and again, this is getting, this is getting ahead. But if, he, if they win the Super Bowl again and he's got three, you're going to be like, oh man, I hope he hangs on. Like, wh- what are we, what are we asking for? Like, if he, if he says, this is it, I'm at the top of my game, I'm at the top of my Q rating, I'm out. I'm like, good for you, Travis, at this point. You've, You've given them absolutely everything. Um, yeah, but but had you said, who's going to be here longer, Travis Kelsey or Andy Reid? I would be like, Travis Kelsey. And now it's like, I don't know. I think it's probably Andy Reid. Yeah. Super, super quick well, follow-up to because you just mentioned like him talking about the injuries. I, I've thought that for a little bit. Like, Doesn't it kind of look like he had the injury in preseason, maybe others, that he's kind of been playing at like 80% and maybe he hasn't been 100% all year? Yeah, it, it kind of looks that way at times. He's probably hobbled a little bit more than we've seen him hobble. But it's, a, it's like, is that is that just a this year injury or injuries catching up is always the question, right? Like, did he had just something that's just nagging him this year that's that's slowing him down a little bit? Look, he's still fantastic. He's still their their number one target. He'll he'll go and have a you know 
a uh, hundred yard game here soon and a couple of touchdowns, everybody goes, see, he's fine. So uh, there's, there's, there has been some like minute dissecting of, of things. And then, yeah, throw in the, the, the Taylor statistics, right? Of, well, she's not here. He's not playing well. You know, that, that kind of nonsense is going on. It's been fun, but, but uh, ridiculous at times. So we make, you know, I, I hesitate to say we're seeing him slow down a little bit. Cause I mentioned Joe and you, you referenced it. Like, I think it's just going to be like, it's, you know, like NFL players do, it might just drop off at one point in time. I don't know that we're seeing him slow down, but, um, you know, he's also drawing tons of attention, as usual. I mean, if you don't put two and three guys on him, you're making a, 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 a vast mistake and make the others beat you right now with this Chiefs offense. And so he is drawing some extra attention to go along, not just media attention. He's drawing the actual the, uh, defender's attention um, as much or more than he ever has. Hey, Josh, thanks for uh, adjusting on the fly here in the Audible. Not that you had to too much, but I appreciate it because obviously we had some things going down here. And very quickly, just to tell you, my son asked me if I was going to see Taylor Swift this weekend. I said, well, I saw Marcus <laughs> Allen in the elevator last year heading up to his suite, so I guess oh, you nice. never know. Well, <laughs> You never know who you're going to run into. I get, I get that every week, everywhere we go. <laughs> no, you, you see She's in. She's in through some door we don't know about. Yeah. At every stadium. Yeah. She's. This is a whole different beast. I mean, they. This is. I. I don't know if, if if either one of you have covered like a presidential visit at some point in time where uh, they bring somebody into a to a to a room yeah. and you got the secret service comes through and the the, the dogs will come through and then uh, in in they in they slip. This is about as close to that as I've ever seen. I mean. She's in a different door of stadiums. She's through a different layer of security. They whisk her up to wherever she needs to be. Yeah, I, I if you're watching on TV, you've had a better view of Taylor Swift than I have uh, on the sideline. I'll tell you that. I'll see you Sunday on the sidelines. Be well, and I'll talk to you tomorrow on your show, buddy. Thanks a lot. Buffalo-like weather with snow in like 30 or something. So nice. we'll see. Wow. All right, we'll see about that. Thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Josh Klingler. <laughs> On the Western Hotline. All right, Joe, let's take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to replay Brandon Bean's comments for you here on the Von Miller situation from One Bill's Drive. Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, meeting with the media, updating everybody on Von Miller's status. Obviously, we were made aware last uh, Thursday about the situation regarding Von um, about probably the same similar time that you guys heard about it, um, checked in with his his agent, and then obviously with the the NFL and you know as as you probably read or heard there was multiple versions of you know what happened, and so um, there's not a lot that I can say. Uh, Vaughn is here; he'll be a part of the team, and you know we'll let the investigation and and we'll follow. Um, the lead of the of the NFL uh, from that standpoint. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right now, Sal, uh, we don't expect anything based on our conversations. You know, anytime it's an ongoing investigation... If something was uncovered that 
you know, the commissioner does have that at any point if if he feels there was something that, hey, this is this doesn't look good or you know something like that. If, if at any point that they could, but um, with our knowledge of what we have today, we don't expect that. Brandon, will he be available to play this week? Uh, yes. Well, listen, you never want anyone in your organization, no matter what organization you're in, to have an allegation like that. Um, that's a very serious nature and something that, you know, we would definitely, you know, we're going to take every precaution with and, and, you know, culture and character and all those things are super important. Um, but we also have to remember we have to let the legal process play out and, um you know, the guy that we've known here for a year and a half, that seems out of character. What have your conversations been like with Bob that makes you comfortable having him here and having him Well, that's kind of what I just said. The, the guy that we've known for a year and a half and, you know, who we looked into before we signed him, um, before we signed him, you know, gives us that. And, um, you know, we unfortunately, you know, we're not investigators or, you know, we weren't present or anything like that so you just you know you have to let all that stuff play out and we'll follow the lead of of the nfl um you know we're you have to let it play out i guess is the best way to say we don't i mean if if you get into you know sitting guys or disciplining guys without, you know, the right information, that can be a little bit dangerous, too. What was that, what was that last part? I missed that. Yeah, if you're, you know, we we weren't there. We're, we're not investigators. We don't, you know, obviously, you know, we had our conversations with Vaughn and understood, you know, what he believes happened. and And so... Uh, from that standpoint, we, you know, we can't get into it. It's it's an open investigation, and so we'll just, you know, we'll let the legal process play out, and and you know he'll participate like normal uh, in practice. Brandon, can you um, can you quantify the frustration of the six and six record at this point? I mean, a lot of things have just not really gone your way. Can you give us some thoughts on what the hell's happening here? Yeah, I mean it's just, um, you know, it's. I think I'd be here a while just going through it, Sal. You know, you know, we haven't. It's been different things at different times. Whether it's been turnovers, not getting a, a stop, um, you know, ten penalties and a half. Whether whether they were right or wrong calls, they happened. You're, those are things that um, don't allow you to win. And so, the long and short of it is that we haven't gotten done as many times as, as we needed to. But uh, the good news is we're in the thick of it. We're in the hunt, whatever it is. And if you play your best football in December, you know, in January, you give yourself a chance. And so um, we're not looking in the rearview mirror. We're, we're looking ahead. You know, I know the bye, um, you know, gave everybody a chance to, to rest physically and probably as much mentally. And so hopefully we look fresh and ready to go, you know, this week in Kansas City.
I'm in, we're in constant communication with them, and they would let us know. But my most recent conversation, you know, that was not anticipated. You know, we have some, you know, some contacts, but we generally take the league, um, you know, their lead on this. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I mean, I think, listen, we lost to a really good Philadelphia team last week. Um, you know, I think the last couple of games offensively, you know, have we've done some really good things and uh, less turnovers. We've been, you know, putting points up. That's probably the biggest thing that we weren't doing was whatever, it, whether it was turnovers, whether it was penalties, um, whatever we were stalling out, you know, the last two games, we've been over 30 points. That'll that'll win you a decent amount of games. So that right there uh, gives me hope. Hopefully we're getting guys, you know, back healthy, healthier. You know, you're never going to be 100% healthy, but healthier. And, and you just have to, you know, find that rhythm and, and get on a roll. And we got a five-game season to see what we can make of it. Stay tuned. More of Brandon Bean's comments on Von Miller and the state of the team when we return here on WGR. Final segment here on the Extra Point Show. Here's more of Brandon Bean meeting with the media in the last hour or so on Vaughn and the team. Yeah, I get the question, Tim. It's um, every every situation is its own, and that's probably as far as I could go into it. Um, every everything has its own set of facts, circumstances, experiences, and I probably couldn't go any further than that. Mm-hmm. He really has not given you anything. Is it better served to maybe give someone else a chance? Yeah, I mean, we're going to try, Sal. I can tell you, we're every week we're trying to put the best forty-eight players. That's you know, doesn't matter what you know name it says on your jersey or number. We're trying to put the best forty-eight out there to win. And yes, that will continue to be evaluated um, every week. And if we feel that you know. Vaughn is not one of the best 48 that week or all the weeks, then that's what we'll do. But um, we're hoping it's it's um, it's around a year now that he's had, had that surgery, you know, and sometimes, you know, it just, it just takes time. I think you saw that with Trey last year as well. Um, it's hard when you, in this, in a situation where you have an injured player that misses all the off season and, all a training camp, OTA's training camp, you can't really replicate a training camp. So you're trying to work them back, yet practices are not like 
training camp practices, and then you're into games and you're trying to find that number of snaps. He's played less snaps than he's ever played. That's a fine line too because you also have to be like you know like a basketball shooter. You got to get up enough shots to start filling your rhythm, and so um, all those things are into consideration. But uh, yeah, every game we are truly going to try and you know we got to win these five, so we're going to try to put out the best forty-eight we can. I'm going to keep those uh, conversations about with Vaughn, with with us. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't think it's it's fair to him to to kind of divulge what our conversations were. But um, you know we're we're comfortable as we sit here today with with him being here and and, and being part of the team. Great. Do you guys have an idea of how the like the operation going forward is as far as your communication with either the legal process, the team, the whatever in Dallas or yeah i mean we're it's it's fairly regular um you know it's not necessarily every day but you know his he has representatives that sometimes are having conversations with me or i'm calling them asking them things sometimes the league but um you know i think it's one of those things if the league felt like hey there's something that needs to change here they would definitely get on the horn with us and and you know explain what they have or or or, or why they would you know need to change course without without presuming guilt or innocence knowing that the process has to work itself out what is your level of disappointment just in, in, in being the focused attention uh, right now this? yeah i mean i think Vaughn would tell you that no no one wants their name associated with uh, any accusation like that. So that's a natural disappointment. I'm, I'm sure he's disappointed. Um, you know, as I said earlier, character is very important to us here in Buffalo. I think you've seen that. And, um, you know, we want everyone to be model citizens and never have their name, you know, in, in, in the police blotter. Um, but things happen sometimes. And, again, we have to remember people – or, you know, we have to give them their their fair due process. Um, that could happen to anyone in this room, and um, I would hope we would all wait and let that play out before we rush to judgment. How do you prepare for any potential public backlash if he's out there playing while this investigation? Yeah, I mean, you just um, you know that's an unfortunate part of it. You can't control that. Uh, you have to understand that the public or us, we only have so many of the facts. And I think we've, if you look around this country, you see plenty of rushes to judgment and uh, whether it's sports or other things. And so, um, again, we're not investigators here. We're not qualified to do that. Uh, we'll follow the lead of, of those people and let them do their jobs. And we'll take the information. And, and you're, tr you're truly in, in, in my seat or Terry Pagula or Sean McDermott. We're just trying to do the right thing. And, and you're never going to make 100% people happy. If you if we went the other way and said he he can't play, there'd be people you know upset about that too. So um, I wish I could sit here and make everyone happy, but I know that's that's not reality. Brandon, have you had conversations with any other players on the team or like the, you know, your the leadership group? Um, you know, I guess kind of what the mood of, of your 
Yeah, I, I would say, Heather, I would rather keep our conversations with the team internal from that standpoint. Um, you know, you know, I think the same thing. Vaughn didn't just walk in here. I think everyone feels that's been around him the last year and a half, whatever it's been since we signed him. Um, if if anything of this was true, would be clearly out of character for who they know or who we know. Well, you have to remember, Tim, those are accusations. And so um, ultimately, you know, we're, again, we're not investigators or things like that. You know, we can't acquiesce to every accusation. You know, we need, we need what we know to be the truth. But, um, yeah, we, you know, Sean and I have many conversations with, with leaders, players uh, from top to bottom on the roster. And, and again, I'm not going to get into what those actual conversations are, but, um, you just up here, you make the best decisions you can, and, and, and you have to live with it. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Extra Point Show today. That whole visit with Brandon Bean is on our website, WGR550.com. Sabres Live on the way next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.